0: 80s and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Project Deg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard, and today we have the honor of speaking with Paul Malella. How you doing today, Paul? I'm super peachy. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for, uh, for carving out the time because I really want to ask you, what is your story?
1: What is my story? That's a really great question. I, I believe we all have stories uh, to be To start from probably from the beginning, I was uh, seven years old, I was bullied as a kid. I wasn't that big, I wasn't that athletic or popular. I had a childhood bully, his name was Tommy Gonzalez. He lived on my bus, He, he was in my second grade class, he was on my baseball team. Pretty much every day, wherever he was I was there and he kinda beat the crap out of me. My parents put me in martial arts and secretly, I, I trained for about six to eight months, and I developed a lot of self-confidence, self-esteem, learned how to defend myself. And when that time came, when I got off the bus, I remember vividly getting off of Cherry Lane in Putton Valley, New York, and walking down the street, and there Tommy was, and he went to pick on me. I finally had the confidence to stand up to him, and he ended up never picking on me ever again. We were childhood best friends, Ironically, I was his best man in his wedding and I was his best man in his second wedding. So I thank him every day for beating me up because if he wouldn't, it would have never led me to martial art training. Fast forward, I trained in martial arts and Taekwondo since I was, you know, again, seven years old. I got into competition and I found my, my niche or something that really helped me with confidence, self esteem. And I fell in love with competition. And that led me into opening up and teaching a mar- martial arts. Since I was 14, 15, I was a teacher. And when I, when I was 18, 19, I managed a business for my previous instructor and boss. And by the time I was 21, I ended up purchasing that first business from him. And uh, that led me to inspiring children and kids and families. And before you know it. I wanted to help more people. And from there, fast forward, I ended up writing a book with some other co-authors called You Have Infinite Power. And we are now able to kind of take life philosophies that I have learned because I never graduated college. (laughs) And uh, here I am, I own multiple commercial real estate uh, buildings that house my martial art businesses, but I wanted to help more people. And I just got inundated with self and personal development, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in my own personal growth, and that kind of came back to me tenfold, and I found myself wanting to inspire and impact uh, other people. And from that book, we were able to formulate another company called Empowered Nestery, and I was just a platform speaker up in Buffalo uh, yesterday, the day before, and I'm able to inspire other people to create what I call multidimensional success. Uh, I don't believe that success should be experienced in in one area. They should be experienced in multiple areas. And martial arts has helped me learn how to focus and develop that balance in all areas of my life. I'm just taking those life philosophies and sharing that with uh, people that would have never walked into my martial arts school.
0: So you mentioned how there are some philosophies of life that you've developed along the way what are they? Like, what what are those different philosophies? I'd love to go really deep into those.
1: Those are really great questions. My life philosophy is, I believe that you have to be able to have balance in multiple areas. And Taekwondo and martial arts has helped me develop that there are There's in the martial arts, there's um and there's yang. It's soft and it's hard, right? And in life, we have ups and downs and there's got to be some type of balance within certain things. And in in my world, I can have a very successful business or organization that I've created. But yet, if I am horrible in my relationship with my wife, I don't think that's being successful. I have other people that I know that are very spiritual and whatever their belief is in their higher power, but yet if they can't pay their bills, I don't think that's successful. I have people that are maybe physically fit, but yet internally they don't know about true health and vitality, constantly get sick. And yet it steals away time. And time I think is the most valuable thing that we all have. We can never get that back. So Everyone's got a different definition of success. I'm not here to say what is right, what's wrong. But what I do know is success should be experienced in multiple areas of their life. And, you know, in martial arts, I've learned to focus and I've learned to create discipline. And so focus is able to kind of put energy and attention into a certain task at hand or project or in my world, area of life. Discipline. It's so funny. A lot of people say, oh, you're so disciplined. You know, in the martial arts, my title, I even like to use that term, but it's uh, Grandmaster Millel. You know, I recently came back from Korea in April and I tested for seventh degree black belt. And everyone says, oh, Grandmaster Millel, you're so disciplined. And I laugh. I go, you know what? Everybody's disciplined. It's all how you apply your discipline and habits. Some people go to bed late and they sit watching garbage television. Some people read. Some people wake up later in the day and get as much as they can do to get ready and go to work. Uh, Or some people get up early and meditate and have tea with their family and exercise and read positive material to get their mind right. Everyone, I believe, is disciplined. So I believe that some of the principles I've learned through martial arts and my way of living can be applied to people that don't have to take martial arts to apply those principles in their overall life. So, so funny, I, uh, one of my past coaching clients just started a blog and I saw it on LinkedIn and he had had a little clip talking about how he meditates and he's a business professional. He's in the financial services industry, but he shared how he was taught how to meditate. You know, and how that clears his mind of the mind trash that goes on in pretty much any business in anyone's life, and I was so happy and proud that I was a small inspiration in this man's life to learn how to meditate, breathe, clear his mind, and he's now adapting those principles that I shared with him into his daily practice. Is it martial arts? <laughs> so, I mean, those are some of the, I guess, some of the ways that I. I believe that the things I've learned in martial arts has helped me personally and helped other people and don't have to be a martial art practice.
0: So I'm actually so very interested in, in this idea of like multidisciplined. It's almost like organizing your life into different disciplines it is just so, that a- it's, so that it's easier to make sense of it in your head so that you're like, okay, you know, there's, let's say... I, you know, emotional, in, intellectual, spiritual. I I literally have written on my board seven core disciplines of of financial, industrial, physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, and intellectual. Right. What? And like, and so I am so on your wavelength right now, and like I think I I think it is so helpful because when you organize it like that, you give yourself the advantage of understanding like. Okay, I need to make progress here today, or I need to make progress here today, or things I want to accomplish in these different areas. So, I'm curious to learn how do you like what are your different disciplines? I would imagine they're similar to mine, but but what are your different disciplines, and how did you decide to break them up into those specific, uh, like those specific things?
1: Yes, sir to make it simpler, I, I love how you have the, all those things in categ- and, and categories. And, um, you know, I've identified 14 areas of life, not to go into them all, all at once, but just keep it simple. Uh, we call it our core four. Think of four tires in a car. And I, I don't care if I have a Ferrari, but which I don't, <laughs> I have a Jeep. <laughs> I, I'm a big uh, Jeep guy. But if I have a really awesome vehicle, cars, whatever you love, but if it has three flat tires, the car can't drive. You're screwed. It's screwed. Yes, sir. You know, I don't care if it's got a flat, a leak, whatever. And so I look at life like a vehicle. So to keep it simple, I want four tires and I call that my core four. Everyone's different depending on what area, where, what season of life that you're in. I believe I'm in a summer season of my life. I've been in business for over 20 years. I've been married for 19. I have two kids. I'm 45 years old. So in my world, I'm in the summer season of my life. But if someone's not married and doesn't have kids and they're starting their business, they're in the spring season of their life. So your areas may be different than mine. Mm -hmm. So here are my four. My first number one area of life is health and vitality. Okay. I kind of stack that with fitness as well. So there's a difference there. You know, there's health and vitality, which I consider internal health and vitality. Then there's also like physical appearance or fitness. It's, it's external. Like it's how I want to look physically, right? A lot of people get confused. One's internal, one's ex- and, uh, external. I like to stack those two with the one entire, so to speak. That for me is my number one area of life. And some people might say, Oh, my goodness, like that's more important than your family. It is because I can have the best business. I can make a ton of money. I have a beautiful family and wife. But if I am have heart disease, cancer, if I die, it doesn't mean squat. Okay. Right. So from my it, world. And then they health, don't I'm
0: have good. you. And then they don't have you if you don't have, have your health.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be here inspiring or creating value or whatever it may be. But for me, that's number one. Yeah. And again, I'm not here to superimpose my values. I mean, but that's just me. My second tire is my relationships. Now I define that as my intimate relationship with my wife because how I look at it is my wife, Gina and I, we're like a foundation. If any house is built, if it's got a poor foundation, the house is going to collapse. So I, I got to put attention and focus into my wife. Focus and attention. Remember I said martial arts helped me focus, right? So now I put focus and attention on there. The third area is family, meaning my children or my parents or my siblings. I think they're two different areas, okay? A lot of people may argue this with me. It's funny. Um, I, I have some clients that have many kids. You know, it's, uh, some, some of my clients are Orthodox Jewish faith, and they have like 10 kids, right? And they're like, no, Paul, it's the same. And I said, Joseph, do I have permission to speak freely? And he goes, of course, I love you, Paul. I go, how many kids do you have? He's like, 10. I go, yeah. I go, well, are you still intimate with your wife? Of course, Paul, we have 10 kids.
0: So I'm like, all right,
1: (laughs) Joseph, are all 10 kids in the bedroom while you're making love with your wife? And he goes, no. And everyone starts laughing. I go, dude, it's two different things. You know, if I go to Disney World with my family, it's family time. But if I take my wife to you know, Cancun to turn high, it's relationship time. Mm. You know, so there are two different areas of our life. There's two different focuses. There are two different time block periods in my day that I block off for my wife and then I block off with my kids. My fourth area is career or work or money. So right now, this is you and I, we scheduled this, didn't we then? Yeah. We scheduled this meeting today. This is an appointment career wise, work wise, you know, but at five o'clock in the morning, I had an appointment with myself to meditate, you know, at uh, 615 in the morning, I had an appointment with myself to stretch and say, empowering statements that I practice, you know, at 630, I had an appointment with my wife and my kids to have tea time. We do a a Korean tea ceremony. I'm not home at five, six o'clock. To sit down and have dinner or supper with my wife and kids like i was this traditional italian new york you know family my parents did i don't have that right now but i make that up at six in the morning to have tea and we spend time talking and having tea with each other i had a, an appointment with myself at seven o'clock or seven fifteen to meal prep an appointment with my trainer at Work out at eight. Yeah, I had an appointment with all my clients. So everything is time-blocked within my core four. So I have appointments around my health. I have appointments around my time with my wife, appointments around my time with my kids or my family. Even if it's as simply as before, because my brother's also my partner in my martial art organization, we had a quick call with our mom. I mean, it could take five minutes, you know what I mean? But that's scheduled and it's an appointment. And so what I say is, what am I going to do and how am I going to time block my day effectively around my core four? And to me, that goes into discipline, and that's success habits. So it's focus, meaning where am I going to focus my attention and energy within my core four, and how do I schedule and time block my most effective action steps that will enhance my core four areas of life? To me, that's creating multidimensional success.
0: So how do you actually go about – by the way, I love that. I absolutely you, love, love that system. How did you go about figuring out the specific order in which you structure your day? Because all, the four tires are critical. Yes, sir. And all of those things are extraordinarily important, and they involve other people. So, how did you? I mean, did you test different things, and you're like, okay, that, this is where I feel the most whole or the 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 absolute best. And then, like, how did you actually go about figuring out those specific
1: times? So funny. So my mind's weird, right? So it's like, what, what helps? Tr- what are certain triggers that help put me in in the right mindset? And so I have found, like, if I never, if I didn't wake up um, and meditate or stretch before I met my kids for tea time, I'm off, right? I'm not in the right frame of mind. So for me personally, what is the number one area in my life? Well, it's health and vitality. All right, good. So what are certain things that I need to do before I see Gina, my wife or my kids? Well, you know, what? I found that it's kind of like a, like a pregame, it's, an athlete that has a certain routine before they step on the field, that is one of the things that I found to help put myself in the right frame of mind before I'm present with my family. Because when I come out and I meditate and I stretch and I say empowering statements at 6:30 when I'm done, and it's tea time, even I have an 11 and a 13 year old. Imagine what that's like if you remember when you're that age, middle school, high school, you know going to high school what it's like to wake them up and get them ready for school. You know, my son could be kind of dictating the energy of our tea time. Right. So I may not want to be master Malolo grandmaster Malello at the time. I want to be Darth Vader and kind of choke him out. But, <laughs> um, so I have to be really calm. Right. Right. So, um, so when I find myself doing that type of activity before we sit down, I'm more effective. And then, I also know in order for for me to do a call like this or a coaching call or have an appointment with a student or a client or if I'm in the martial arts world, I'm going to teach a class, I need to work out. So I do all those things. Like after I get the kids on the bus and after I meal prep, I train. For me personally, that gets me in the right mindset. Before I jump on a coaching call like this morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, I worked out first. I felt great. So I was at my peak mental and emotional and physical state so I can deliver the most effective coaching call for my client. You know, so in my world, it's like before I hit the door, I want to hit my core four. That means before I hit the door to my office or my home, I'm going to hit certain things within that day that hit my core four areas of life. Ideally, for me, is any meditating or training, eating well before I see Gina and before I see my two kids. I do those three things, something, even if it's a half hour tea time. Or I literally, funny, my wife and I, every Tuesday at seven, when the kids get on the bus, we schedule a meeting with each other. And my wife goes, Because everything's scheduled in my phone. She goes, Well, I don't have an appointment in there. And I go, wow, great idea. Okay. I'm going to schedule an appointment with you D. She goes, okay. So she gets an invite on her phone every Tuesday at 7. AM. And it's like, I don't know, Ben, it's like 15, 20 minutes. What is, what is, what are the most important things in your week? What are the most important things in my week? Right. And for the month, We look at each other's schedule, who's doing what for the kids, who's doing what for the kids. If I'm traveling, if I'm not, and we have a a 15, 20-minute powwow. So that's scheduled. So I get all that out of the way before I'm even on the phone, coaching, teaching, whatever I'm doing. Doing a a podcast like this. And then um, before I leave work, I make sure that I leave everything at work. So when I go home, guess what? Cell phones off, emails are answered, and now when I'm home, guess whose time is it? Family. Family man. That's it. Nothing else matters fa- for, except for family. Everything else is done. Right now, me and you have this attention toward each other. But if I'm doing this podcast and I'm being interrupted by something on my phone or a knock at the door, that's I'm not being present. But I'm being present with you. I'm being present with your Audience. audience. And I have to, you and I, we have to treat our family as if they're our number one clients. We also have to treat our clients as if they're our family. And that's my life philosophy, right? And I also have to treat myself as my number one client. So there are appointments I hold accountable to myself, whether it's I eat, every three hours I have an appointment to eat throughout my day. Area, a big jug of water. It's halfway the day, halfway through the water. Every couple minutes, I'm sipping that water. I focus on disciplining my activity within those core four areas. To me, I feel successful, I feel fulfilled, and I feel I'm creating my definition of success in all those areas.
0: It's almost like uh, are, are you familiar with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs?
1: I do no. I I apologize. No.
0: Okay. So, and I'm not a, a an expert psychologist, but you know, I've read about it. So there's like the hierarchy of needs. Like you have to get your your basic necessities, like your food, your water, your shelter. Then you need to make sure that you're safe. So the first level is um, like food, water, shelter. Next is like safety. The third is Uh, like community and love the fourth is respect and the fifth is self actualization where you're, you're able to most effectively operate. It seems like you have literally built your own, like Paul's hierarchy of needs where you like the most important ones are being taken care of. And it almost seems like in the order of their importance, like you hit your health, then, then, then you get relationships, then your family, and then And only then do you go to work. And it's like, it it seems like you're almost building like a foundation of power every single day with which to then tackle the day. And because you're adhering to that routine, that enables you and gives you the power and the ability to actually accomplish the things you want to do, to have the freedom to do whatever you want to do.
1: 100%. And as as I said, my mind's weird like that. And just so everyone is clear, I wasn't like this as a kid. If you would speak to my parents, my mom, I, my mom would say, oh, "I always knew that you would, you know, do be successful, or whatever." But she's like, "I don't know where you came from." She thinks like I'm, I'm an alien, right? <laughs> um, so, but it, it really like it's it was just self awareness and just determination, and because of I had so many you know, perceived failures or things as a child and as a teenager going into my adulthood that I just got sick and tired of, of feeling that way, you know, and, um, you know, when I, I speak to a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people driving around with three flat tires, you know, and in order, like I, I consider myself a leader. So in order for me to lead others, I have to set an example and I'm committed into my personal growth so I can hopefully inspire other people to live by similar practices. Uh, my grandmaster, Grandmaster Byungman Kim, he I look at him like I can't, I'm not even at his level of discipline, right? People are so disciplined, I'm, like, well, I'm not compared to my teacher, no way. And uh, he has been such, besides my dad being my my mentor and my huge role model, you know, he has been a very influential person in my life around this type of thinking, around this lifestyle. I really owe it all to to them,
0: which has helped me. So when it comes to being disciplined enough to take these activities Mm -hmm. every single day, day in and day out, I mean – is there any, like, like do you get interrupted by things or, like, like, how flexible is it? Because I know that I have not been doing a good enough job of reaching your level of, like, discipline and, and consistency. And, like, I have a routine, um, but it's not as tightly scripted as that, which I definitely need to work on. And I have done it before, but it's, like, life just – gets in the way and just throws me off my game. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't always get back to you. So how do you make, and I recognize it's all totally my responsibility, by the yes, way. Sir. So I'm, I'm asking because I'm curious because I, I want to fix it, but how do you maintain that reliability and that consistency every single day, like on vacation or with different things happening with life? How do you keep that consistency?
1: It's a great question. You know, I, my, my, my partner, Chris Burlow, uh, he says, You know, you're like a Buddhist monk Monday through Friday. And on Saturday and Sundays, you just go off on this other end, right? For a while, I was always so regimented. My wife was like, Listen, you need to just chill out a little bit. And so I am, have a really strong discipline Monday through Friday or Saturday. You know, and on the weekends, I may not wake up as early at, say, 5. I might wake up at 6 or 6.30. I may not meditate or meditate as long. Um, I have a, a lot of non-negotiables. And the non-negotiables are, for my family and I, we don't miss tea time. That is a non-negotiable, like, not 100%. Uh, there's a non-negotiable around my training. Like, I'm going to get some type of workout in. I don't care. It may not be the most ideal, but it could be something. Um, non-negotiable is I'm gonna eat pretty healthy or drink my water throughout my day, no matter what. But I'm gonna have also some time of flexibility. of just, you know, not being as disciplined. And I think I had to learn to do that. The beauty about where you are, where you you where you are is that you're aware. You know, you're aware, and you can kind of like scale it right? You could probably give yourself an assessment on a scale of one to 10 and rate yourself. Now, the only one that can do that is you. I don't know what that is for you. I can honestly rate myself on how I did in a day or a week based upon my rules. And I think that is something that you, everyone must must, uh, decide uh, what your rules are. Uh, Just this past Saturday, I competing in a, in a um men's like bodybuilding or physique competition so for 10 weeks or 12 weeks i was lights out like there was no um, not a lot of room in my flexibility i'm just, like no alcohol no meals were missed no cheat meals no workouts were missed. like i was like 10 weeks on point man you know after the show I had some Reese's peanut butter cups. I had <laughs> a beer too. You know, I went off a little bit over the past couple of days. And, and then I said to myself, all right, that's enough. And then I got back literally today meal prepping, you know, doing my thing again. Um, and I think that's okay to do every now and then you need that because it's because sometimes if it's over and over, you don't to appreciate the other side, you know, um, So what I've done is just created some rules around my life, some non-negotiables that I will make sure I don't break. And I make my rules easier to meet instead of easy to break. If you asked me that question 10, 15 years ago, my rules were so defined around my health and my training. and, And if I miss something, I was so stressed out and I felt like a failure, right? And I had to learn to become flexible and become uh, more adaptive to to just allow myself to meet my rules at at an easier way. So, but you are right. You have to just become aware and make those adjustments.
0: Hmm. So so when you're building (laughs) a new habit, Did you, or when you were building this routine, building these habits, did you just go from not doing them to doing them? And you're just like, all right, cold turkey, I'm in it. Or was it something where like one week you would add one thing and next week you'd add another thing? Was it more progressive? like?
1: Yeah, definitely progressive. Uh, I started meditating over 20 years ago and I started, my grandmaster had us meditate and five minutes, you know, and then five minutes turned to 15, 10 minutes and 10 minutes to 15, 15 to 20. And, you know, I currently, on a, you know, in a daily basis, Monday, maybe a work week, minimum 45 to maximum an hour, you know, on meditation. But that was built upon. That was very progressive. Um, certain habits around my, my eating habits and my lifestyle, I added in. You know what's really cool is when I share or I teach, or I coach, or I'm helping others, I actually, I'm helping myself. (laughs) So it's like, I would never say something to somebody for them to do or apply if I'm not doing it, or if I haven't done it. And there have been times I'm like, someone asked me a question, I'm like, oh, yeah. And you know, you should do this and that. And I go, oh, my goodness, I haven't been doing that. And I'm like, I can do that again. How can I say and tell them to do that if I'm not doing it? So I love teaching and coaching because then it helps hold me accountable and it raises my standard up, you know? Um, So, you know, that's one thing that I think that's really helped me, you know? And then I kind of raised the bar. It's funny, and I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but uh, before these phones were so... Undoubtedly, you know, uh, tech. You know, the technology was so uh, so awesome. We had a, a Dell Palm Pilot. I don't know if you ever remember the Palm Pilots or heard of them, but this Dell Palm Pilot I had, and I would program all these success habits or these action steps as I call it, into this Palm Pilot, and like reminders, and it, you know, at five o'clock a.m. Beep, 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 wake up. And that would say, drink a bottle of water. Beep, 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 tell my wife I love her. Just to get in the habit of telling her I love her. You know, beep, beep, beep. You know, just say your grateful statements. Beep, 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 meditate. And it would beep like every whatever time period, right? And it was like, I say this as a joke, beep, 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 because it was a reminder. It was a reminder. It was a reminder. Like I programmed all these things, I was scheduling. Appointments with myself on those daily little action steps that revolve around my core four. And then, guess what happened? Those things over time became what? Habits. 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 I didn't need the palm, palm anymore. You know, it's like in the martial arts, we have like this chart that we have our students fill out. Like my son would do it, and it was a checklist make your bed, brush your teeth, you know, do your homework. You know what I mean? At one point, you and I, we had to be reminded to maybe comb our hair. Well, maybe I go to the barber now, but we'll shave, shower, make your bed, and have this checklist. And it became auto, automatic. automatic. Right? And so, but we didn't start off. It's like the people that juggle. You know, you see those people in Vegas, they got all these plates. and They didn't start with 15, 20 things. They started with one or two. You know, so I may be sharing daily success habits or disciplines at a black belt or master level. But in the martial arts, if I had you come in, you'd maybe be admired by what the black belts and the masters and the instructors are doing, but I wouldn't start you in that class. You would start off as a white belt and you would do white belt techniques and you would do it until you got the hang of it and you go to the next belt, next belt, next belt. And I think. When we talk about success habits, we have to start like that in small bites. you got to be a white belt in a habit. And maybe for a lot of my clients or people out there listening, it's here's your success habit. What time do you wake up? And they go, seven. Let's wake up 15 minutes earlier. Can you do that? Yeah, I could do that. Set your alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier. You know what? Let's wake up by drinking a bottle of water. And maybe let's learn how to meditate for five minutes and focus on our breathing. Just be one with yourself for five minutes and start your day like that. Maybe the next step is, you know, you have a, a gratitude journal, Write five things you're grateful for to start your day. Just start with those things. It's, that's not impossible, but those one or two little success habits can change someone's life, right? To someone adding half their body weight in ounces of water could be an easy habit to change their life on their health. You know? Getting someone just to make a daily habit of blocking out time with their family for 30 minutes and scheduling an appointment can change their family life. And that tea time with my wife and kids changed my life, changed my family's life. And that was that was a direct, you know, You know, Grandmaster Kim, my teacher, with his Korean accent, he goes, I think you should have tea time with your family. Very important. You know, and I go, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been doing that since they've been born. My kids, you know, walk right into our bedroom, sit down with this Korean tea set, man, we have tea every morning. And when I was away this week speaking, I called them FaceTime. You know, at six thirty, while they were having tea, you know that's just little habits, man. That you and I can do, to change our life.
0: So I have a question for you, and yes, this sir. is one I super struggle with, that I go back and forth on, and it's the damn phone. In the morning, I've I've read from from you know different sources, you shouldn't wake up and look at your phone. You should do other things for like at least an hour. But it's like, all right well part of my morning routine is to wake up, drink some water, take some vitamins, and go to the gym. Okay so I want to start with my audiobooks and I have to look at my phone to get my That's audiobooks awesome going. Avenue. You know what I mean? so it's like so it's like, is the price of, of getting my audiobook on like is that worth looking at the phone within the first I hour? Think
1: that they're re- re- I don't think when they uh, it's not the same right so if you're telling me Paul I wake up and right away I go right to my social media or I skim through the internet that's probably what they mean mm. but if you're using that device because you do what I do you're maximizing your time you're like you're exercising and listen to an audiobook yep. driving listen to an audiobook I love that that is mm. maximizing your time that is awesome I call that stacking action steps in multiple areas right so that is awesome so I don't I would, I, cause I do the same thing What I would agree with is if you did wake up a little earlier and you just gave yourself the gift of drinking water, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom and just give yourself the gift to be with yourself without any device. Right. And I'm alluding to like meditation, you know, or it could be for some people, it could be a walk, you know, go outside in nature and walk. A half a mile walk for 15 minutes and come back, you know. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not with the audiobook or whatever, it's just out and listen to the nature and just be quiet. I think that is a habit that most people should at least give themselves the gift to have earlier in the morning. Um, so by I don't. I don't think that when you go to the gym and you listen to audiobook that that should count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really good idea of actually adding – sounds like it's maybe 15 to 30 minutes in the morning of just back that up a little bit, wake up a little bit early, earlier, and then yes, uh, take that walk or hit that meditation or do do something like that. That's a really good idea. That's a really good really Well, can
1: good idea. I ask you what time do you get up?
0: The boy, so this is another thing I totally have to work on. I I schedule my time based on the first interview that I have for that day. Mm -hmm. So it's like I know if I have an interview at 8 a.m., I need to be up two hours beforehand because I need to wake up, water, vitamins, gym shower interview and I know that takes me about two hours to and protein when I get back from the gym. I know that takes me roughly two hours to really do it right.
1: Now now do you dictate at eight o'clock or someone else dictate dictate the eight
0: o'clock? So I sca- I have available between like twelve to twelve to like six ish. That that people can schedule interviews within, because I want to be flexible and allow people to choose within that time. So the earliest it is is 12, um, and the latest it could start would usually be around 6:30, maybe 7. So they choose within that time, but then, you know, if it's it the the earliest it would be would be 12. So I know I, I usually like to wake up you know or earlier than that because i don't want to be waking up at 10 and you know I lost the whole morning there
1: so yeah I, I i i'm like you i have to have that time for myself before i you know do an interview or call or whatever it may be um and there's some there may be some exceptions that rule at times mm-hmm. you know give an example like yesterday we had to speak and we had to be at an agency to to present at nine o'clock in the morning my partner and i were up you know, at five and got our tea, our meditation, our tea time and our workout in, and we're ready to rock, you know, before then, but I typically will protect my morning around those other areas of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can be more productive in, 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 in that other area. So I do my best to protect that, that, that morning ritual and with some flexibility at times. Um, so, I usually have uh, some people, they do something called an uncommon club, I call it. They have to beat the sun up. They got to be up. I email them at five o'clock in the morning every day, Monday through Friday. And I email them some kind of quote that I made or inspirational comment just to say, hey, we're up. Let's go. Let's, Let's win this day, right? And they respond back to me with all like their goals or empowering statements, you know, something positive, right, to start the day and or they're going to the gym or they're meditating and they're doing something productive. And a lot of them are business professionals. So they got to go out there and rock the day. But to me, that's kind of helping them hold themselves accountable, waking up early -er, and for some of them really early compared to what they used to do. And they feel so much better. They're getting so much more done before they even start their day and they're rocking and rolling because they feel energized, you know? And so uh, I think that's a a very good success habit to start our day.
0: You're right. You're very very right. You know, there's a there's this quote from uh, the the movie The Frisco Kid, and it's at the end. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie, but it's about this this rabbi who takes a Torah all the way across um, the United States, all the way into the into the West. And at the end of the movie, he does something, whatever, and everybody's cheering him on. He's like, I ain't a rabbi for nothing, you know. (laughs) So I was just thinking, you're not a grandmaster for nothing, you know. (laughs) So, you know, at at this point, it seems like you've done a lot of work on yourself. You have a very tight schedule, a ton of discipline. It seems like you're really progressing in all the areas of your life. What questions do you have about yourself at this point? You know, that's, that's really, that's a great question.
1: Grandmaster Kim, he says, before we go to bed, that's when we should start our meditation. So in reality, our meditation starts at night. So before we go to bed, we meditate, we lower our brain frequencies, go to sleep, restful sleep. We wake up, we go back to meditation. That's actually finishing meditation. So, here are some of the questions that he had challenged me to ask myself. If today was the last day of my life, how did I live? Did I love? Did I share? Did I inspire? Did I create value? Did I help or did I hurt? Right? And give yourself an, an assessment. How would I rate myself in my core four? How would I do as a dad? How could I do as a husband? How would I do as a, uh, an, a leader or a boss or a friend? How would I do as a coach? And you give yourself an assessment. How would I do within my personal best? You know, um, I have a, I, I'm trying to to telegraph all my, I, I'm, I have a lot of tattoos. I love tattoos, but I'll have meaning on my arm. I have this statement and it says, be better every day. And it says lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And um, my wish for myself is that I'm just becoming the best version of myself. And before I go to sleep, I ask, how did I do today? You know, did I live to my fullest? Did I love? Did Did I impact? Did I inspire? Did I help? And then when I start my day, the mentality he wants you to have is, If today was going to be my last day, if someone hurts me or is mean to me, I don't have time to be angry at them. I don't have time to like get mad at them because today's my last day. Right. And so, how would you live if today's your last day? So, for me, it's about growth, you know, and I believe if you're not growing, you're dying. It's a universal law. So, I, I do my absolute best to just grow in my in my health and my fitness to grow in my businesses to grow in my relationships to grow in myself as a leader and just continue to be a better version of myself every day. Does it mean I don't make I, I don't make mistakes? Bet your ass I do all the time. You know and and I have to just do my best to just be consciously aware of it, address it and continue to move forward in the direction that I want to go in and how I define success in my life.
0: So with with each section, it seems like the goal is to get it down to to like a, a definite structured time. Like, okay, I have this number of minutes to do this, this number of minutes to do that, so on and so forth. So how are you challenging yourself to grow in each of those areas at a greater rate if you only have a certain amount of time to do it? And like, like how are you challenging yourself within the structure that you've built?
1: I think I, I create my own measuring sticks for each area. You know, um, it all depends on what your, what area that you're particularly uh, asking me about. Right. So let's talk about family. So I have that time in the morning. And there have been times when I may just turn into the Hulk and unleash on, you know, and re- <laughs> with something silly my son may do to piss me off this, and I, how I respond, you know, or then I assess myself and say, I got all right, 30, 45 minutes before these kids get on the bus, right? How, how am I going to maximize the, this 30, 45 minutes? I'm like, did I make them laugh? Did we, you know, hug and kiss? Did we ask questions? Did we engage? Like I have to do my absolute best to kind of assess that time, that time period that I have, and maximize that, that 30, 40, 50 minutes, you know. in a little bit, um, you know, my wife also works with us in our martial arts school, so she's an instructor, kickbox instructor, you know, coach, and so she'll be here shortly. And then, um, even though we're kind of like in work mode, uh, we the questions I ask my kids, all right, what went well today at, at school? Who'd you sit with? What did you learn? What was your favorite part of your day? And I make sure I ask those questions and get responses before I go to, when we go home, I make sure that this is nowhere to be found. Like it, we're 100% present on each other or, well, maybe they, they just love to just you know have some downtime with each other and talk or we love, I don't watch really TV, but we love movies. We're movie geeks. Um, and how present are we there? Before they go to bed, these are three, three things I say to them. It's been something that I've added. I say, I love you. I'm grateful you're my son, or I'm grateful you're my daughter, and I'm proud of you. I make sure I say those three things. So, in a, from a family standpoint, I do my best to just assess how I did with my attention
0: and being present. You
1: ever see the movie The Click with Adam Sandler? Yes. Remember, he, like, he was there, but then he wasn't there?
0: Yeah, he like, fast-forwarded.
1: Fast-forwarding, right? Man, I watched that movie. I, I, every time I watch certain scenes, I cry. Like go, a, a little baby. You know, I cry at the scene when he, his dad's, you know, was dead, and he goes the last time when he saw his dad, you know, in his office. And, man, I, I cry every time. You know, I cried at the scene at the end when he's telling his kids, family, family, when he's dying of a heart attack. And I remember that movie consciously to remind myself. And I say, actually, this is a statement I say. I'm happy. I'm present. I live in the moment. And I still plan for my family's future. I'm happy. I'm present. I live in the moment. And I still plan for my family's future. Dude, I operate 10 companies. Okay? I have 10 companies to operate. I'm really fucking busy, (laughs) all right? And I got limited time with my kids and limited time with my family. And when I'm sitting there with them, don't think my mind's racing of all the stuff I got to do. But I have to remind myself, be present. You know, when I'm at the gym, I got to remind myself, this is my time. Every rep counts. Everything counts. When I'm doing martial arts, this is my time to just be totally one with myself and my training. And when I with my wife, I have to focus and be present with her. It's not easy, you know, but guess what? You and I, we have this time together. Nothing else matters except for you and I right now. Right. right. And so when I'm present for me, that's one of the ways I can measure improvement in a certain area with that. Now, when you talk about business, I'm with you right now, but I have four martial arts schools being operated, and I'm not there. I had to scale out and duplicate my business model, so Grandmaster Malala is not there, but my philosophy and my systems are in place, and they're impacting other communities, and I have, even though I it's my fault and I did it, they're there doing it. So that's how I measure my success in business growth. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll measure my success in my fitness on how well I did from this past competition to the other one I just did. So, yeah, I create measuring sticks. But those intangible things that I can't jump on the scale, I can't see the, the numbers on the results when, I, when it comes to relationships and family, that's what I'm referring to. I got to create measuring sticks in my own mind how I can assess how Paul Malolo did today as a dad, how Paul Malo did today as a husband, how Paul Malo did today as a leader. And uh, that's one of the ways I can assess with that time that I have. Right? So funny is my daughter's 13. I've been doing this thing, right? So I, I, I got a, a calculator. And I don't know, but you know, we we tuck them to bed still at night. You know, say good night. You know, late in the bed. You know, whatever for a second. But she's 13, man. Is she gonna do that for another year? Like at 14, you know, dad, you know, you know, you're it's a little creepy now. Like coming in the bed, saying good night. You know what I mean? Like, so if I'm able to put her to bed, is 52 weeks in a year? Maybe, you know, a, once a week, twice a week. What do I have like a hundred t- more times to do that? Right. And I go up oh, tonight. Then I just put my daughter, Keanu, that I got 99 more times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My parents are uh, I'm 45. So they're 66, be 68, 69. You know, if you saw your parents once a month, once a year, how many more years they have to live. And you look at it that way and go, I got 10 more times to see my parents, 15 more times to see my parents. And me, that changes the paradigm in my mind on how I view my time with my family, my significant other, and it changes my paradigm around it. And so I, I assess that way. That's another way I've been looking at life. But I don't know if that answers your question or not, but
0: hopefully it does. Absolutely. And it also seems like one key element there. … is being brutally honest with yourself of, hey, did I just waste that fucking minute? <laughs> did that – was that just like – was that something that I that I did that was so against what I believe? Oh, wow. I need to change that. It seems like the, that brutal honesty is such a core piece of, of the whole system. And at, at times, sometimes they do. But
1: then, like you said, I got to be honest, I'm like, man, I, I just wasted that half hour of that whatever, you know? And, and that's, to me, is you can't, we, you and I can't get that back. We can't get that time back, you know? And um, I think it's super important that we kind of perceive life like that, you know? And so I look at my calendar and I want to be able to maximize my day, right? And from the minute I wake up, the minute I go to bed, if there's blank spots in my phone, then I'm saying to myself, how, can I, how am I going to fill that gap that's going to be most productive in one of those core four areas of life? And um, you know, we're, we're, we're having a conversation. It's October 24th. I don't, I don't know when it's getting launched, but you know, a lot of people want to finish the year strong. You know, and there's only, what, a couple more weeks left of the year. You know? So when you want to finish strong, You got to make sure that you're really honing in on activity, productive activity. That's going to get you the most results. So before you cross this finish line here, you know, and to me, that's, that's most important. And believe sometimes on a Sunday, I don't want to do anything. I want no agenda. You know what I mean? No agenda. Sometimes I have to do that too, you know, just to kind of just chill. So um, don't get me wrong. I'm, even though I'm so regimented, there are times when I'm like, all right, no agenda. Actually, cool. Let's not have an agenda today and just kind of go with the flow, you know. And we did that last week, my wife and I. We took the kids uh, hiking. And we literally hiked where I live in upstate New York, about 50 miles north of Manhattan. There's an, we're in a beautiful Hudson Valley, New York. And there's a, a place called Turkey Mountain. And we basically just hiked, got to the top. You guys actually see the skyline of Manhattan and it overlooks the Hudson River. And, um, you know, we, we didn't have an agenda. We just went out, hiked in nature, talked, BS with each other, went, had lunch, you know, and, and went to a friend's house on their boat. Like just played it by, by ear. Sometimes that's good, too. But for the most part, a lot of people don't have scheduled discipline day or week and um that's dangerous because in my humble opinion you're just kind of you're leaving your life open and and i want to make sure i hone in and i say attention equals love right attention equals love if i ignored my wife and kids they're not going to feel that i love them if i ignored my business you know my business is going to die down if i ignored my health no good. So attention and focus equals love. How much attention are you paying towards your business, your health, your family, your significant other, or whatever areas of life that are important to you, your spirituality, whatever. Or if you're younger, having fun, you know, like when I wasn't married and I didn't have kids, a lot of my attention went to fun. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but now my areas are different because of the, where I am in my lifetime, right? Um, but that, that's what I, I, uh, I focus my energy towards.
0: That's awesome. Well, Paul, I, I want to thank you uh, for, for uh, coming on the show today and sharing um, your, your time and, and you know, your focus and your attention with me today. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Thank uh, you, sir. I, I want to be very respectful of your time. Um, and uh, I do have one more question for you. Then, then yes, we we'll wrap it on up. But what question should I be asking you that I just wouldn't think to ask?
1: What question should you ask me? Wow, that's a powerful question. <laughs> you actually, stop me right the second. Um, maybe, maybe asking if I enjoy this type of mindset and to answer that question, like, do I enjoy this? And years ago, I didn't enjoy it. No, I was really influenced by my teacher, my grandmaster, this type of lifestyle training. And, um, I kind of damned it. I don't want to say it, but you know, I would always complain and, and not be appreciative of it. Right, And I did it because in the martial arts, you just say, yes, sir. And what I realized, fast forward 20 some odd years into the future, because he was so hard on me and, you know, had high expectations, I did it. But I am so grateful for the guidance that I got from him. And I wish I showed more appreciation earlier and I had more of an awareness of it when I was younger, it took me longer time to appreciate what my teacher and my mentors did for me uh, as far as helping me with this type of disciplined mindset, so to speak. And so um, at times I didn't enjoy it. At times I don't want to be grand mess. There are times I don't want to be as disciplined. Sometimes I, you know, I just, you know, I, I use the word uncommon versus common. Sometimes I just want to be common. And, you know, but then I take a look and I'm like, I am so grateful for the guidance, the 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 structure, and um, the push. And I am grateful and appreciative of the lifestyle that I am choosing to have now. And uh, in the beginning, it was not easy, pain in the ass, but I really appreciate the lifestyle that I'm choosing to have now.
0: And I guess the I have to ask one more question based Go off of it. that question: Is it worth it?
1: I I believe it is worth it. You know, um, the reason why is I was just with a good friend and a client just this week in Buffalo, New York. Is a very successful financial planner, and you know, still fairly in my world young. You know, maybe just turned sixty. His wife was a couple years younger than him and he does very well financially. He's got two beautiful kids and beautiful home and beautiful practice. But he, his wife died last year, way too young then. Like she was in her early mid fifties. And, um, he said, I lost my best friend. I will never see my best friend for for the rest of my life. You know? And his faith is, you know, is, is God and Jesus. And he, and not to bring that up at all, but he goes, you know, Jesus is now with my wife is with him and, uh, you know, and not with me. And when I look at that and I hear that, I not only feel that when I look at success and I look at, focusing on my health focusing on my relationships i focus on my health because i i want to be able to do and live over 100 years old you know because that to me that's most important never know when that, that intimate relationship is there or not there so gotta make the best of it and how many more times do i have with my kids before they see you later daddy you know and i wish they were you know cuddling with me and doing that stuff and You know, I I cannot take for granted my businesses. I've been given a gift of being an entrepreneur and and helping people, whether it's in my martial art organization or coaching clients. And um, to me, when I'm not here, I want to leave a legacy. I want people to remember me. not what I had or what what I accomplished, but who I was, the person and the imprint I left on their life. And I I left on this world, you know. And when I look at the things I'm doing now in my life at 45, it's worth it. If I'm able to inspire somebody to be healthier by drinking water, do you believe how many people now that have come in contact with me that carry a gallon of water, you know? Or someone said, "Oh, that green powder, that green drink, you know," and they're healthier and their cholesterol dropped, or the book that they read or whatever changes their life because of the habits that I had. I inspired them to, to be better every day. To answer your question. F yeah. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> now I'd be dropping a little bit more. I'm being be respectful. right? It. <laughs> worth
0: it. Well, you don't have to watch language at all. So fuck. Yeah. It okay. Like. <laughs> They're not just
1: like, fuck yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> how to fill you awesome. out man <laughs>
0: <laughs> well paul again thank you so 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 much uh sure. seriously dude this has been a very meaningful interview and me too uh, man meaningful conversation so thank you very very much for everything that you do and, and for the time that we've shared today <laughs> yes sir thank you much and uh, to everybody's watching and listening i want to thank y'all um i love y'all so thank you very much for for being a part of the show and and you know, being a part of of what we're trying to do here. So thank you very much. Thank you again, Paul. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Take care now.